Welcome to B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B-Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome back into another edition of B-Squared. I'm Bobby from Oregon. Hi, I'm Bonnie from Oklahoma. And this is your weekly weather podcast. Bonnie, let's jump right into it. It seems like you guys have been under high pressure, you know, basically forever. Are you still baking in Oklahoma City? Uh, Yes, we definitely are. And it's getting worse. Uh, Right now outside, it's 102, feels like 104. Um, Tomorrow, it's supposed to be around 108 with a heat index of 114. So, you know, we're just getting hotter and hotter out here. Which is a bummer because I'm sitting here in Oregon and it's currently 65. We're on our way to a high of 79. Um, we were in the triple digits earlier in the week. Um, we actually had an eight-day hot streak where we were you know, above 90 degrees for eight days, which is pretty rare for us. But uh, models indicate that we're going to be back into the high heat uh, as soon as either Monday or Tuesday. And it's around no rain in sight for the next, you know, gosh, I don't know, 15 days. So uh, it looks like July will go down as uh, being pretty dry. But I know you would much rather trade me for my 65 than your 102. Oh, yes, desperately we would. But I have seen trends that the first week of August or so is supposed to be below average temperatures. So that is great news. I'm just holding on to that like two more weeks and hopefully... It'll cool down a little bit, and we'll get a little bit of relief for a moment. So I noticed that earlier in the week you had uh, tweeted out that you saw some pop-up storms in the area. What was that like, and uh, were you able to anything come about from those? You know, not really. Just some heavy downpours in those spots. Um, Really where I live, my little section of town, these pop-up storms, seemed like they were all around, but not on top of me specifically. Um, I did see a lot of cool lightning and a lot of cool cloud formations. Um, At one point, I was driving west down I-40 and drove right into a gust front out of one of these storms, and that was pretty exciting because it was pretty intense. It would just look like a wall of dust headed our direction, so that was pretty good. But as far as actual rain on me, it never happened. It was just all around me, but Hey, at least someone got rain, I guess. Right. Pop-up showers are very interesting. So you said you drove into the gust front and into like a wall of dust. Are you talking like haboob status, like what we've seen in Phoenix lately, or just kind of just some local dust kicked up? I like some local dust, but it was a pretty significant low visibility amount of dust that came blowing down the highway. And, you know, you could see it coming, see it coming, and just got closer and closer. And it was just dust and like leaves and little sticks and garbage unfortunately but you know it was interesting because you could see the storm behind all that you could see the lightning in that storm and then it was just whoosh gust front came right through it was excellent speaking of awesome gust fronts and thunderstorms dying out to create those gust fronts if you have not checked it out go check out the nws memphis twitter page they tweeted out a image i want to say earlier in the week um from the terminal doppler radar uh, by their airport that showed this awesome thunderstorm complex basically dying out and this gust front from it basically um, formed this very symmetrical circle as the outflow expanded. It's a co- really cool shot. Um, those of us that use radar scope on our phones, um, 
were able to save the image. And I know I think that's how the um, Memphis office ended up capturing this. But just a really cool imagery to see of this thunderstorm pop up. Um, the inflow to create the thunderstorm, then the maturity stage, and then when it died, you got the outflow. It was just an awesome video. If you have not seen it again, National Weather Service Memphis office, check out their Twitter page because uh, it's one of those cool things that you get to see that we talk about here. So if you haven't seen that, go definitely check that out. Um, I know you're tired of the summer. Uh, I, I kind of am too, and I know that you and I both love fall. It's a, a chance for you, one, to have your second chase season, but we love, we both love you know, the ability to see a change in seasons. You're looking forward to fall. What's one of the big reasons why you do enjoy the fall so much? Uh, definitely it's the second opportunity to chase some more and get some more severe weather. It's a really small window, um, but, you know, it's another pretty decent chance to get some fun storms out of that. So that's probably my favorite part. But, I mean, we've had tornadoes in November, December, January, I mean, we had one year we had, yeah, I think it was uh, December, we had one day it was severe weather. We were in a severe thunderstorm watch, and then we had already had a winter weather advisory this year for the next day. So, I mean, we can get crazy weather in the fall and winter around here. So, Well, it must be nice because in order for our seasons to change, you know, in terms of weather like that drastic, we either have to have an Arctic outbreak which then, you know, plays into uh, the gorge effect here in Oregon. So if anybody's from this area, you know about the gorge effect, where basically it's a massive channeling of all this cold air into a basin, and then uh, high pressure sets up east of the Cascades, and it just shoots this cold air out. And it's not unusual to get gusts over 100 miles an hour at places like Crown Point, because all this air is basically just focused into this very narrow slot canyon and then just shot straight out. So... Um, you know, that's one way that the weather changes significantly here in Portland. But I love the fall because I love just seeing the, the leaves change. And yeah. you go from those mornings where it's cold and crisp. And, yes, you can still get up into the 90s in the afternoon. But by 7 or 8 o'clock, the temperature is now down into the 70s or 60s. And it's great because it's that full range. And I love waking up in the morning, right, like when school has started back. That smell of that cool, crisp fall air tells me that football is here and so I'm, I'm super excited for it looking forward to it um i'm jealous because you have a chase season we don't really have anything interesting that happens when we have a changeover i mean maybe the only thing that people would say is somewhat interesting is we get like a late indian summer where we have temperatures that are around a little bit longer in terms of hot uh through september and then maybe toward the start of october but after we reach basically october 1st it's uh it's the rain game and then uh, all of us weather geeks turn to model riding waiting for snow yeah no and i mean we're the same way our our summer can last a while and we can be into the beginning of october and we're still really hot and you know our state fair comes around in the middle of september and the running joke around here is, oh, you know, the fair is here because it's raining because it rains through that little period of time every single year. It's still super hot, but we always get rain at, at the state fair time there at the beginning of September. So really our seasons are so weird and there's no way to tell when and where they start because, like I said, we could be hot all the way through the middle of October. It's interesting that you say that rain marks your, you know, your state fair season where it's raining. Here in Oregon, we have the kind of the joke that summer doesn't start until our Rose Festival ends, which is usually like mid-June. Uh, and so it's pretty much guaranteed that once that is done, 
you know, the weather will turn nice. And it's a joke around the weather community that we basically have a what's called a Rose Festival low where one just parks out in the Gulf of Alaska and just spins in, you know, these little systems, drops a little bit of rain. And then once the Rose Festival is gone, the low disappears and we're off to summer. So that's just fascinating. I'm I really do love fall. I like the, you know, the chance, like I said, just to see the seasons change. But I love knowing that we're now getting into the more fun type of weather when it comes to like winter precept, because that is, for me, one of the hardest things to, you know, try and forecast. And especially when I know Oklahoma City is the same way. You guys get the threat of one snowflake, your city begins to shut down. We're the same way in Portland. So I just I love the challenge of that transition. Okay, we're into fall. Great weather. And now let's focus on winter. Well, and hopefully we get a good winter. Last winter was really lame. We didn't get much. We had probably one little couple of days where we had a pretty significant amount of ice. But that's our other problem is we usually just get ice. We don't really get just nice, fluffy snow. It's usually a tree limbs down, power lines down kind of event, which I still think is fascinating. But, of course, you know, it's a, a headache for the for the whole area. But usually that's what we get is sweet and ice. Not much to know. Well, let's dive into that then. Let's talk about the meteorology behind why you guys get ice. You know, you can call it free, uh, freezing rain, sleet, ice pellets, the whole nine. Take us into the meteorology side of it. Why are you getting that versus just snow? Well, our freezing rain comes from, of course, super cooled air high up in the atmosphere. But then we have a layer of warm air between the surface and that high up area. So that snow that comes through that warm sector there will melt and become liquid and so there's only a shallow amount of cool air between that warm layer and the surface and so it's not enough time for that melted snow to refreeze but everything that's on the surface cars power lines things like that are cold so as it hits things it freezes on contact and so that's what makes it more of an issue because sleet comes down already frozen it's cold from top to bottom stays cold so it's just like little pellets coming down so it doesn't stick to things and weigh things down but when that freezing rain hits power lines and hits tree limbs it just makes a layer of ice a layer of ice a layer of ice till it's all too heavy and tree limbs snap and hit power lines or the power lines just snap from the weight of that ice so you know we just get that little layer of warm air and that's pretty typical around here and usually if we don't get snow it's because we have a layer of dry air and you know they forecast snow and it doesn't happen and people get upset and they don't understand why and because there's too many layers to unfold and figure out what's happening at every single height in the atmosphere. Sure. And let me ask you this. How much snow have you seen fall in like one event? Mm, you know, I want to say between six and eight inches. The funny thing is, if I'm remembering this event correctly, there was a layer of ice under that, though. So, <laughs> Which is actually okay, because you can actually still drive and walk on it then. Yes, but it's just funny that winter in Oklahoma is like, yeah, I'll give you some snow, but you're going to get the ice, too. So <laughs> right. We, we will always have the ice. Is that more of a golf influence, then? Yes, Okay. definitely. That's That's where our moisture will come from. You know, it's funny here in the Pacific Northwest, especially the Portland area, we're in the Willamette Valley at the north end of it. And so, you know, we have mountains to our east, mountains to our west, and mountains to our south. So when we look at a snow event, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to have like all this cold air in place. 
and it basically needs to be a full, you know, you look at the atmosphere top to bottom, it needs to be cold top to bottom. And so anytime that we get like a warm tongue in there, you know, all the weather geeks kind of freak out because, you know, freezing rain to us is not necessarily boring, but it's also not great. So, you know, we'd rather have the snow. It's easier to get around and the city can do a better job of quickly removing it. And ice is just generally a headache. The nice thing about ice in the Portland area is generally it doesn't stick around all that long because once we get that southerly air moving in, it kind of quickly erodes out. Uh, you know, the really cold stuff at the surface, and then as you get up several thousand feet. Unfortunately, if you still have a strong east gorge wind, that just is reinforcing shots of cold air, and so you get a lot more icing as you get out toward the gorge, and then once you actually get into the gorge, it changes over to snow because that layer is so deep. One of the cool things that we have here, though, is we have a tendency for cold air to kind of pool in like a giant bubble. So, you know, when we talk about surface tension, you fill a glass with water, and it's obviously over the top of the glass, but it's not overflowing. So that's surface tension. That kind of bubble effect is what we get around the Portland area where we have all this cold air that's been just, you know, shot in three or four days and then just builds up in this dome over top. And so we get moisture that comes in over top, falls as snow. And some areas have it better uh, than others. But then once you get that warm tongue kind of in and that southerly wind, and all it takes is like two or three degrees is the difference between a major snowstorm, and now an icing event. Uh, it's just, it's so complicated, but so awesome to kind of forecast. So the reason why I was asking you is how much snow, because I know you guys in Oklahoma City don't get a whole lot of snow, but you guys seem to more get ice than actual snow. Yes, definitely, definitely. And then, you know, you were talking about wind, and then that that influences how much damage there is due to the ice because we just need little gusts of wind and Oklahoma where the wind comes sweeping down the plain of course we always have wind so you know with that heavy power lines heavy limbs and then a good gust of wind and they will snap right off so we get that that ice combined with that wind and it's it's just a disaster zone around here and there's been several years that we have decent decent ice storms so all right if you could pick your favorite type of winter weather what would it be probably freezing rain <laughs> really okay I, yeah i just think it's very fascinating the atmospheric dynamics and everything that it takes to get that um there's really good graphics online that will show how you get snow sleet and freezing rain and it's so it's just interesting to me that it just takes that little shallow layer of warm air to just cause major disaster uh you know what's funny is i actually have a graphic saved from that um when the national yeah. weather service office had tweeted out uh this last winter you know a quick visual representation of why you get snow freezing rain or just rain so i will post that on our facebook page it's a great transition thank you for that bonnie um if you want to follow us on facebook we are at facebook.com slash b squared weather you can follow us on twitter and instagram at weather podcast um, we want to interact with you guys. This show is for you guys, so we want to hear your comments. Send us your questions. We will definitely jump into it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Bonnie, I appreciate it. Been another fun discussion. Uh, I love, I'm so excited. I, I love summer, don't get me wrong, but I'm ready to get in that transition in fall. I'm super excited for you because hopefully you actually get a chase season out of it because as we've talked about now, your spring was horrible. Yes, we need a redemption. So come on fall. Don't let us down. You can do it. All right, we will be back next week with another edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Bonnie, I appreciate it and look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. See you all next week.